MLM Nation, episode 668. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, I'm Nation, Simon Chan. We're going to take you back to the old school, back to the first season. These are in the MLM Nation archives. These first 300 episodes, they don't pop up on your po- on your podcast app, so you have, have to subscribe to them separately. But these are still awesome shows, and I want to f- keep featuring and promoting these episodes. This one, I love it. It's from my friend Daniel Dimitrov. Why your success is only one decision away. And it's a very inspiring. I still remember even though this was done almost six years ago, I still remember it as if it was last month because it really showed the grit and the determination of what it takes to be successful. And Daniel was struggling, struggling. He started as 18 years old and finally had his breakthrough. And he shares it in the story. And one of the th- cool things about Daniel is even though it's been six years, he's been with only one company and still rocking it in his company. So anyway, let's go back in time, take you back to episode 152 with Dan. And why your success is only one decision away by Daniel Dimitrov. So let's go to the show. MLM Nation, episode 152. You can rise above your beginnings because the past doesn't dictate the future. You dictate the future. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, are you driven by purpose or just by money? Is network marketing all about the fancy cars, mansions, or the quote-unquote lifestyle, or there more to it? Now, if you're driven by purpose, go check out this new group called Purpose Driven Networkers. Not only do we have a higher calling, but we also have a five-step system that we use to help get your next customer or rep immediately. Go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Daniel Dimitrov. Daniel, are you ready to make it happen? I am ready and I'm on fire, so let's do this. Daniel Dimitrov has been network marketing for over 13 years, and the impressive thing is he's been with the same company the entire time. Daniel started out at 18 years old and was introduced to MLM in his first month in college. At the time, he was working two jobs, validating cars for $6 an hour, and working at a gym just to pay for college. But he got started in network marketing, and today, Daniel is a six-figure earner, a regional vice president, and leads a global team. So, Daniel, I just shared with ML Nation a brief intro, but please tell us more about your background, especially your inspiring story, how you and your family immigrated from Bulgaria, came to the U.S. through Mexico, and then through that, how you discovered network marketing. Awesome. Well, um, I my family came to America for the American dream, and we couldn't do it necessarily the right way, which was uh, legally. Uh, but my parents, especially uh, my dad, really had a big dream to go to America and uh, really give our family a better chance at a better life. And we did what we had to do. We got some uh, 
some uh, uh, visas to Mexico. From there, we actually, to make the long story short, we ended up crossing the border. We literally ran through the fence. Uh, when I was 10 years old, my brother was eight, both my parents. And uh, that trip uh, took us about two days. Uh, it was definitely kind of scary, but at the same time, uh, it cost us about $24,000, pretty much all of my parents' savings at the time. And uh, we just wanted a chance to do something great with our life in America. And I was just uh, excited about this new journey that we were on. And I really saw my parents get, get, you know, working two jobs, uh, trying to make ends meet, working odd jobs. And I was told you know, Daniel, the way you get the American dream is you go to school, get good grades, get a good job, which is why we brought you to America to follow the American system. Well, my first job, it didn't take me long when I was 18. My first job, I started, I did not feel good. Somebody telling me how much I was worth. I did not feel good somebody else telling me what to do. I barely listened to my parents. Now you want me to listen to a stranger telling me what to do, when to uh, get hungry, when to get back from being hungry. I just didn't like that structure of life at my very first job. And I felt like I, I could do something in life. I could do more. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And uh, at the time, the only thing I always wanted to do was just to become a professional basketball player because that was always my dream. I got pretty good at it. And it was, uh, it was, a, it was a blessing for me to get some scholarship offers. But I, I, I wanted to do something where I can make professional uh, NBA athlete money without necessarily uh, you know, having to rely on talent and basketball to get me there. And it's funny enough, one of the friends that I used to play basketball with, actually in between classes, our first month in college, uh, introduced me and asked me, you know, if, 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 if I'm open to making some extra money. And I can tell you this, uh, if, if a Jamaican guy in Chicago asks you if you want to make extra money, my first question to him, was it legal? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he actually... Uh, you know, was a good friend of mine. I, I respected him. He took me to see an event. And uh, from there, uh, the concept just made sense. I love the concept of services. And I love the concept of uh, getting paid on something that people are going to have to do every single month anyway, which is pay their bills. Uh, I got started. And, the, you know, it's been uh, I did not have a fast start. So I don't know how much you want me to go into this. Do you want me to still go into uh, the rest of my story about my beginning? or? Well, first of all, I want to ask you about the border. I mean, it's so inspiring that, you know, I think a lot of Americans who live here or live in a first world country, compared to like Canada or Australia, or Singapore, New Zealand or Europe, they take things for granted. Like people complain and like we still live one of the best, I think in my opinion, America, I was born and raised here. I'm American born Chinese, the best country in the world and people like you who risk you know 24,000 all your life savings risking your life to come here for the opportunity and so the first lesson ML Nation for the listeners out there is like you know no matter where you're at just be grateful for what you have because there's a lot of people who want what you have and so you, so Daniel you cross that border I mean I have no idea what it is like like you ran through the fence what is it I mean the only thing I know is like I see in the news like pictures of like the desert what was it like like were actually, you in the car? Uh, were you actually running? And what was it like? <laughs> actually, uh, we we uh, were at in in, uh, in Tucson. Half the city is in Mexico, and half the city is in um, 
is in uh, the United States. And there's literally like a border and a fence right through the middle. And uh, it's about it's cement a couple feet. And after that, it was actually like a regular fence above that going further. And uh, we had to climb over the cement part and actually go through the fence, which was actually cut. And at the time, this is 1994. So this was not so much uh, there was not the security and everything that's happening now. So I think right now that would be like the fence is much bigger, much stronger. So uh, it was I think it was definitely uh, a time where it wasn't as secure as it is now. And uh, we just literally just threw our bags over and uh, we ran across. And the crazy thing is that uh, the, the, there was somebody helping us do it. And we actually, uh, about two blocks away, there was a McDonald's. I remember it because it was my first time ever going to McDonald's in my life. And uh, we sat down at McDonald's. I remember my parents ordered uh, a big Sprite for me. And uh, it was the, the best feeling in the world to be sitting in McDonald's, drinking a Sprite. And I was thinking, man, we made it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I said, man, I love America. But uh, from there, we ended up uh, coming to Chicago. And uh, I can tell you this, that my, uh, my, my family, you know, growing up in a third world country, uh, I, I, we were happy when, when we had, uh, uh, running water or when we had electricity, you know, two out of the seven days in the week. And sometimes in America, you have your water stopped for an hour the entire year, or you have electricity go out for, you know, an hour or two or three the entire year. And, and, and people aren't happy. And we were happy just to have it two or three days out of the week, let alone, if we were just, if it would have been uh, on all the time, like it is in America, I mean, we took the simple things uh, and, and, and we were happy with them. And I just see so many people because they have no frame of reference of what it's like to live in a third world country. Uh, and, and everything is right here, right in front of you. You have everything that, that you could possibly want to have success and, and people take it for granted. And uh, I think one of my advantages is growing up in a third world country, appreciating the simple things, appreciating the little things, appreciating just the quality time with my family, because I had a great life growing up, uh, you know, with my parents. We, had, we didn't have much, but we, we did the best with what we had. And so I, I, I really made a big, uh, uh, you know, distinction between where I came from and where I was. And, and America is the land of opportunity. America, I mean, if you can't make it in America, forget about making it anywhere else. It doesn't matter how bad the economy is. It doesn't matter how bad the recession is. If you're, if you're complaining and you're living in America, you have possibility blindness. Possibility blindness. I like that. Possibility blindness. And you know, forget about electricity. Electricity. People complain. Like People complain like they don't have internet for 20 minutes and they're complaining. You know, they complain about bad cell phone service. They're complaining, and it really puts things in perspective. That when you hear someone from you, like coming from a different background, and making you know, living and putting things like s- simple, simple, right? People can get by with that. And sometimes we have so much. We just we know we live in the U.S. So much stuff, but one small thing goes bad, and we start blaming everything. But like you said, it's possibility blindness. I really like that term. Now. Let's go forward and uh, getting back to that. You went to the college. Your Jamaican friend showed you the opportunity. Did you sign up right away? And did you sign up right away? Did you need a couple follow-ups? You know, I I did not sign up right away because I didn't have the initial uh, couple hundred bucks to get started. And um, I mean, I was a broke person and a college student just uh, trying to make ends meet. 
And my, my example was, I actually, uh, my friend, he, he drove me to the meeting. So I duplicated what he did. And there, was, and there was another meeting on a Thursday. So I went and I invited two of my friends. My thought was, uh, like a lot of new people are like, let me see what my friends think before I get started. And so I brought my two good friends to, I picked them up, just like my friend that picked me up. I, I picked up my two friends, took them to a meeting on a Thursday. They both saw it. Uh, both of them made excuses. Neither one of them wanted to get started, but they were, I guess, committing to at least go to the next training, which was on a Saturday. And so I went to, I went to pick up uh, one friend and he didn't even answer my phone call in the morning. <laughs> and then I said, okay, I have to go pick up the other one. I pick up the other one. He answers the door in his underwear, half asleep. And he says, I don't think I'm going to go to this training, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you want to go, you go ahead. And here I am dressed up. My two best friends in the world just flaked out on me. And then I still haven't signed up. And I had a choice. I could just go back home. I live five minutes away. Or I can go ahead uh, and go downtown Chicago, pay for parking, 20 bucks, pay to go to this event, see all this stuff. And I haven't even signed up yet. And it was that moment. It's, it's crazy. It's, but it was that moment of a decision that I made because I gave my word to my friend that I will be there. And I said, you know what? I told him I'll be there. I'm a person of my word. I will go. And I remember going to that event the information that was shared with me uh, was, it just made common sense. I never heard about personal development. I never heard about your personal philosophy on life or, or money or leverage or residual income. Everything that they were saying, I said, that just makes common sense. I mean, I was 18 years old. It was just making sense to me. And I said, you know what? I got to figure out a way to get started. And what I did was I actually applied for my first credit card uh, in school. And I'll tell you this, the, the story, how I get the credit card is even weirder than the rest of my story because my, uh, in between classes about a week before I saw, uh, uh, my opportunity, another friend of mine asked me, Hey, Daniel, do you want a free t-shirt? I said, of course I want a free t-shirt. What are you talking about? He said, Hey, if we go over there and fill out a credit card application, they give us a free t-shirt with a university name on it. I said, man, free t-shirt. I'm there. So we fill out the application and I ended up getting a credit card in the mail. I got approved at the same time that I saw ACN the next week. And, I, and then I remember the credit card coming in the mail. I didn't even open it. I remember my mom telling me, Daniel, this is serious business. You don't want to play with credit cards. You know, all the stuff that parents tell you. And so I didn't even open it. She said, put it somewhere safe. I put it the safest place I could find. I sat under and I just threw it under my bed all the way at the bottom underneath my bed. And I said, nobody will touch it there. When my opportunity came around, I went, I literally dove under my bed. I took the credit card. I opened it up and it was uh, for a $500 limit. I said, oh my God, to start in the business is $499. I have the money right here. Like, <laughs> by $1, you made it by a dollar. <laughs> I made it by a dollar. Thank God it wasn't like five, 501 because I would have missed out. And so, uh, thank God I went ahead and uh, I had that. And I said, you know, too many things are coming together at the same time. I said, if that's not God telling me that I'm supposed to do this, I don't know what is. So it was just crazy because a crazy kid like me wanted to get a t-shirt and, uh, I ended up, you know, having the pieces fall in place for me to go out and, uh, you know, take a step out on faith on money that I didn't have. 
uh, to go out and uh, start my business. So it took me three meetings for me to actually get started in the business. So thank God that my friend followed up and uh, did the right things with me in the beginning. That is very, very inspiring. And now I wanted uh, you to touch on your first 15 months in the business. So I kind of know your background. It's very inspiring. Like you did all that. You barely got the money to get started. And you know you come from a tough background. Your family doesn't have money. And then the first 50 people you approach, they all said no. They rejected you. And then you had your uplines quit on you. You, you. you basically had nothing. Like the worst that can worst that can happen to you happened to you. Can you share a little bit those 15 months and summarize it? And and what I'm interested to know is what was your mindset that kept you going? Because like most people, if they went through one-tenth of what you went through, they were like, forget, this, especially at 18 years old, forget this. Let me go get back and get a job. So share about what happened. So what happened with me was, um, it's not that I called 50 people. I called way more than that. And, and that was with me only being in America for a few years. Because I, I started when I was 18. I came here when I was like 10 and a half years. I was only here for about eight years going through school. And I called over 100 people. And when people come to me and they say, oh, Daniel, here's the list of everybody I know. And it's 20 people. And I'm like, I'm sorry, didn't, weren't you born here? You were born in America and you know 20 people? I was here for a few years and I had a list of over 100. So I called everybody that I, that I could get my hands on. And 50 people saw the business. They saw it. Not like I called 50. I had 50 see it in the first two months. And nobody wanted to get started. You know, uh, everybody was skeptical. Everybody was doubtful. People were telling me, Daniel, you know, uh, nobody's going to pay you, you know, four or five hundred bucks to get started in a business with you. Uh, this thing doesn't work. We heard about stuff like this before. It's a scam. It's a pyramid. My parents told me that I was going to go to jail for doing this because back home in our country, people did a business like this and they all went to jail. So I, my, my parents were totally, totally, totally against it. And they had want to have nothing to do it. I mean, absolutely nothing to do with it. My little brother was making fun of me. And I remember uh, all my friends were just so, so negative about it, so skeptical about it. And they were all telling me, Daniel, stay in school, you know, get the good job. Uh, you know, you're going to get the secure income. You're going to have a good salary one day. Just do the school thing. It's secure. It's going to work. And I remember a lot of my friends were so, so like, like really mean the way they did it. And I said, you know what? I remember in my first two months after that happened, I was actually discouraged. And I want you, and I'm, this is like, I like being real with people and I like speaking from the heart. And after about two months, I, did, I had not made any money. I, I actually mentally, I quit. My, my uplines were calling me. They were texting me. And for about a month or two, I didn't even answer any of the calls or texts or anything because I just was so discouraged at that time. And I remember mentally, I had like pretty much taken myself out of the business. Plus, I was not coachable and I didn't even go to our first like uh, international conference. I, I missed that. I didn't go. So I was doing everything wrong and mentally I was out. And I remember one of my friends actually came to me and said, hey, you're doing this business thing. Um, somebody talked to my brother about it and I'm interested, but, but you're my friend. I want to come see it with you. And I said, yes, there is a God. Absolutely. I know I'm going to make it big. This is my buddy. We're about to join and blow it up. 
So I, I found out what the next meeting is. I took him to the meeting and, <laughs> and he saw the whole thing and he's like, oh man, I don't have 500 bucks either. So he <laughs> never joined. <laughs> but that, that one friend that uh, had me take him to the meeting got me back going to meetings, got me back inspired. It got me back in the game. I saw people, they got in, in promoted to that event that broke a record in Chicago at the time. I said, man, this guy did that in 60 days, positioned himself to make a six-figure income. I said, I got to figure this out. And so my friends would always see me and they would make fun of me. They're like, oh, there goes the telephone guy. Oh, there goes the guy trying to take your money. Oh, there goes the guy, you know, in a suit with a, with, with a tie, but doesn't even have a real business, got a little phone thing. And so I remember I, I look at myself and I said, I have, I mean, I know there's people that will hear this and they have pride and I have pride in who I am and I have, uh, you know, integrity with what I do. And I said, you know what? I will never give my friends the satisfaction to ever say that I told you so. So I said, I don't care how long it takes me to do this. I don't care how many people I have to talk to. I don't care how many uh, places I have to go. I will make it work for me and for my family, no matter what. And I will be the one telling them, I told you so. And my first 15 months, I did not make any money in network marketing. I did not make a single Single check, single dollar. It was very challenging. And it's very hard to work out of faith and, and, and not even get a check. It was very hard for me. But I just knew that I'm either going to go to the top or I'm going to die trying because I'll, I'll never let anybody tell me that, what, that I made a bad decision in life. I just said, I'm going to do it no matter what. So those, that time was hard. I remember uh, I didn't own a suit or I didn't have a tie. When I, when I started the business, I remember going to buy my first suit in the business. And I was so uh, excited about uh, my business that I used to wear a suit and tie to class in college. And, <laughs> and I was, you maximized like, that value there. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to get my money's worth. And uh, I remember in one of my classes, because I kept coming wearing the same suit, same tie to class. One of my teachers, it was geography class. In the middle of class, the teacher was like, how come you're always dressed up? Are you going to an interview today? And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to an interview. I'm giving interviews to people. <laughs> I and, like that. I'm and then she interviews. said, she, she said, really? She <laughs> said, what do you do? I said, I'm in this business and I'm going to get rich. I'm going to make a million bucks. And my teacher actually made fun of me entire, in front of the entire class. And, and she said, she said, okay, everybody, look at Daniel. Remember him for one day when he becomes independently wealthy. Yeah, right. Sure thing. And she just like literally made fun of me in front of the whole class. And I felt so, like I turned red. I felt so bad. And I said, you know what? Thank you for adding another log to my fire. You're just another person that I will have to prove wrong. So every time that something did not go the way it was supposed to, I just added more fuel to my fire. It didn't discourage me. It actually encouraged me. So one thing that I actually learned about myself in, in, in life through this journey is that the thing that motivates me the most is when somebody tells me I can't do something. Man, you tell me I can't do something, it's on. It's game time. I mean, I'm like ready to go to war. I'm like Michael Jordan. I'm, I don't care if I got to go one on five, but I'm going to win. I love so. that. I love that competitiveness. So... So inspiring. I could totally relate to that fire. And I love the fact you said, 
not this, you know, every time you meet these haters, negative people, it doesn't discourage you, it encourages you. And it's all about your frame of reference, how you see things. So you're struggling, you made no money, people are making fun of you, you got all these negative people. What was the turning point? What was the turning point? Was it an event you went to or what did you, what was it that really after that point, everything just started ticking off? So uh, one of the turning points for me was when I went to my first international training, it really opened up my eyes. It opened up my, my belief system to go to a higher level. I saw that uh, everyday people were going out and creating success. They were just like me. So I remember the international training event really was a turning point for me because it went from me uh, uh, thinking that I was in a great opportunity to me knowing that I was in a great opportunity. And so that was one of the things that turned up, that, that, that turned for me. The other thing was that I met a mentor. And uh, this, was, this was a gentleman that I met that really, uh, I, I, I could, there's a lot of people you can work with in this industry and uh, in, this, in your company and other companies, it doesn't matter. But you just have to find somebody that relates to you. You got to find somebody that you believe in. Just because somebody is your upline, sometimes it doesn't mean that, that you can really, you know, mash and connect and really vibe with that person. So I found a mentor that, that, that kind of fit my style. And uh, I started, one thing that, that, that really made a difference for me was I started hanging around and trying to be around people that were already at the top of the company. I didn't feel comfortable hanging out with other people that were at the bottom like me, that were just uh, struggling, trying to make it, because they were usually complaining. They were talking about drama. They were politicking. I wanted to I wanted to associate with the best. And I took that from when I was young and I was playing basketball. I wanted to get good. I always went to where the older guys play. I always went to where they were the best uh, the best people, even if I had to be uncomfortable. I remember going to Chicago to different places where I would be the only white guy in the whole park playing basketball and everybody else would be like, guys, they're like, uh, you know, just like really strong, really good, really competitive. And I said, I would rather be the worst person on the best basketball court than be the best person in the worst basketball court. I always did that from, from basketball. And I said, I'm going to apply the same to my business. I'm going to go and I'm going to find and try to be around the best people so they can make me feel uncomfortable, so they can make me feel, uh, you know, th- that I have to grow and expand myself. So one of the turning points was, was that for me. And I remember that uh, I, was, I was doing the, the basics. I was going through the personal development. I started reading the books. And I don't think there's any one such a big, big, big turning point. You know, yes, things will happen on your journey. Yes, your why will evolve. Yes, it'll get bigger. But I remember being at an international training. This was years into the business. I haven't made any money. So I want you to guys, I want everyone to know, it took me 10 years of challenges and obstacles to reach a position that I saw somebody get promoted to in 60 days back when my one friend was interested and asked me to take him to a meeting. It took me 10 years to reach that. So, and that wasn't like a top level position. And so it took me 10 years. So I went through the struggles, the challenges, and I remember going, committing myself to the event. But I remember one time having a conversation with a gentleman, a mentor of mine in this business. I remember we're in the international training event. It's all these excited people, all these lasers, all this music, all this great training. And it was uh, in between uh, like a break that we had. 
And uh, he looked at me, he said, Daniel, you keep coming to these events. You keep coming, you keep coming. You're so committed, but you're coming by yourself. He said, you can't make it to the top by yourself. It doesn't matter how many books you read because you read a lot. It doesn't matter how many trainings you listen to because you listen to a lot of them. He said, you don't need any more training, Daniel. You just need to take action. You're overtrained, he said. In fact, you keep coming, he said, and I feel bad for you because your business is costing you money and it's not making you money. And if that's the case, he said, why don't you just quit? Just quit. There's no point for you to do this if you're not going to bring people with you and you're not going to build a business. Bro, just quit. And when he said that to me, because it came from somebody that I respected, it brought tears to my eyes because I knew that he was right. And I remember that was one of the turning moments where it was like, like a punch in the gut. And it was like a wake up call for me that I was looking for that aha moment to change my life. But reality, there is no aha moment. There is no the light bulb goes off. There's just a time when you make a decision that you got to stop uh, learning and becoming an encyclopedia. Like all these people I know in this industry, they know everything, but they haven't made any money. They haven't done anything, but they know everything about every company, about every, they're like the MLM expert on everything, but they haven't done anything. They have no documentation to stand on, but they're going to tell you everything. I said, you know what? He's right. And I remember, I, I thank him so much for that conversation because he kept it real with me. And because other people kept it real with me, I keep it real with my team. And sometimes I might hurt somebody's feelings but it's because I love them. It's because I care about them. I have to keep it real because if I don't keep it real, then I'm not a mentor, that I'm not a leader, that I'm doing them a disservice by sugarcoating it for them. And I tell people, if you want the truth, come to me, but don't ask me for the truth unless you're ready for the truth. I love that. We know you and I are so similar, like no BS, no hype. We want to, you know, be real with people. And I mean, that's why it's so important, ML Nation, you listeners out there, to get a mentor who is a who's not afraid to give you the real truth. And sometimes the truth often hurts or make the person cry. Like kind of what your mentor did when you told you to quit. And, and that's the important thing of hanging out with people who are better than you. Because most people, if they are, if you're better than them or you're on the same level, they will never tell you that, right? It just comes from someone who has been there. Um, so Danny, I want to ask you, a lot of people love to do what you did. Like, hey, I want to surround myself with the top people. What did you do to get their attention? Because I mean, these top leaders. They're very busy. The time is super precious. What made them decide to spend time with you? How did you approach them? That's a great question. And what I realized, it's actually the misconception, I believe, is that people are hard to reach. The misconception is that the top leaders don't have time for you or because you're brand new, that you don't have the right to talk to them or you don't have the right to find them or you haven't proven yourself yet. And uh, yes, there's probably some times where you, you have to kind of prove a little bit that you're serious. But the way I did it was I was in their face. No matter where they were, what they were doing, I was in every single training and I was sitting in the front row. I was leaning forward. I had my digital recorder out. I was recording everything they're saying. I was taking notes like crazy. And I was there at every single event in the front, no matter what. I wanted them to see me. I wanted them to know that I was serious. I wanted them to know that I was willing to take action. So I found them and I didn't just talk to them when I saw them at the meeting. I said, hey, let me get your number. I want personal coaching. I want personal training. I'm the one. I want to make it happen. I'm willing to do whatever I have to do. 
And uh, this actually brings a great story for me. And I'm going to share with you uh, how I actually uh, uh, got a chance to really take uh, get some of the attention from my mentor. So I live in Chicago and my mentor lives in uh, Los Angeles. And I remember I was broke as a joke in this business. You know, I was struggling. I couldn't get anybody to join my team. And I remember I was, it was my 21st birthday. So my mom asked me, said, Daniel, so what, what do you want for your birthday? 21 is a big deal. I know you're fired up about this business thing. She said, do you want me to buy you like a new suit? You know, do you want to like look better? You want a new suit? I said, no, mom. I said, I don't want a new suit. I said, I want a plane ticket for me to go and spend time with my mentor in LA because that will be worth more to me than any suit you can pay for me. And I remember, I don't know what anybody else's 21st birthday was or, or, or what they got as a present, but my mom, thank God she, she came around and she started believing more in me, wanted to support me. She said, you got it, Daniel. So I remember I called my mentor and I said, I'm coming to LA. I want to spend two, three days following you around, doing whatever you're doing. I want to eat what you're eating. I want to do everything that you're doing for two, three days. I'm going to record everything. That was one of the turning points in my business. So it took me actually just, you know, it took me about, (laughs) it took me about like two, three months for him to agree to, to on a certain time and everything. And, you know, the, the, the specific weekend that would, I would get the most value out of it. And uh, so I did that. And I remember on those three days that I went to follow him, I learned more in three days of following him and learning directly and having his time and attention because wherever he, we went, we were in the car. So I built that relationship. I was recording everything. And I remember I also met a couple other people at that, uh, in, in those three days at some of those meetings that he was working with that all became like uh, uh, top money earners, and they were all started from the bottom back then. And we, I just developed great relationships from those three days. Not only did I get my mentor's attention because I was willing to fly across the country to get extra information. Now, I'm not just like everybody else waiting for the information to come to my city, waiting if the meeting is an hour away from me and I'm still questioning whether or not I'm going to go. I said, no, I haven't made a dollar in this business. I haven't made any money, but I want to invest in myself and I want to go to him. I'll, I'll make sure he knows who I am. That so is, I, it's I, incredible. Mm-hmm. It's really incredible. I think you built a, a, a very important lesson. It's like, there's a misconception that top le- leaders are not accessible. I think every top leader, they appreciate someone who's young and hungry and bold with passion. And because that reminds them of how they were. Where everyone who's successful is like that. And like, I'm Daniel, you're like that. If someone, you had met another Daniel who was younger, who was hungry to learn, you do the same thing. Because it brings back memories of how we yeah. used to be like. And so like, it's incredible. Like most 21-year-olds, they're probably getting drunk with partying and you're taking a plane ticket to learn from this guy. I mean, we've actually gone over a little bit on time, but you've been so good. I want you to touch upon this a little bit. What are those one or two things you observed immediately? I mean, obviously, you can probably write a whole book about the three days you spent. But what's one or two things that immediately is like, wow, this is how you make you become successful when you spend the three days with this guy? So uh, one of the things that I noticed is that uh, it, it wasn't so much what he was doing, but I See, a lot of times in in life, in business, we're teaching people how to do things. We're training from in front of the room and you're telling them you got to create momentum. You got to do this. You got to do all those things. But I realized that that success is not taught. Success is caught. And 
I went with him and I, and I followed him around and I got a chance to ask all those questions that people have in their head. I got a chance to ask him a lot of questions. And I remember I, I caught his attitude. I caught his posture. I caught his conviction. I caught his steel, I caught his steel backbone. I caught the way he was, who he was while doing the business versus what he was doing. Yes, I learned some of the mechanics, you know, some of the language. I got, uh, you know, really good at the invitation script and so forth. But more than that, it's not, it's not what you're doing. It's who you're being while you're doing what you're doing. And I was just being weak. I was being, you know, half in, half out, half baked. You know, that's how I was being, even though I was doing it. And I said, you know what? He has massive conviction. He has massive uh, posture. He talks big about his opportunity. He's painting a massive picture when he's presenting. And my mistake, oh, this is good. Okay, I'm so glad I thought of this. My mistake was what a lot of people do is, and this is what I did for years. I didn't even know I was doing it. I was sharing my opportunity based on what I had made up until that point. And I was like thinking, man, people are going to be broke like me. People are not going to make any money like me. People are going to take a year to make money. So I was presenting it based on my past, but I wasn't presenting the opportunity and sharing it based on where it was going. So I was, I was focused on my past and my failure. And I realized that he was focused on the future and the possibilities and how bold you can go out and build a business. And I remember when, um, when I saw that, I said, wow, I, I've, I've been presenting the wrong way. And one thing I remember, because a lot of people want to overanalyze everything, and I was like thinking a lot. One of my challenges, I was thinking too much. And uh, I asked him over dinner, I said, so I have a question. What is the best way to prospect somebody? Like, what is the best way? What is the best script, the best words, the best? You tell me, I'm ready, I'm here. And my mentor is sometimes sarcastic, and I love him for that. And uh, I'm sarcastic too. And he said, well, Daniel, um, the best way that I found out to prospect somebody is um, to open your mouth. <laughs> I said, huh? That's it? I was waiting for the secret. I was waiting for the, he's like, no, the best way is for you to open your mouth. If you say something, it's better than saying nothing. I said, man, that, it's so simple. But I said, he's right. And too many people want to be perfect when they go out and do the business, you will never be perfect. You always learn. And that's one of the things that I learned is that inspired action is, is better than intelligence on ice. Mm. Hey, ML Nation, this has been so good. Go hit that rewind button. If you cannot sponsor, if you cannot lead a team, Daniel basically just, that's boom. It's right there. It's because you're prospect. You're presenting where your past or where your current present instead of showing the future. And when you talk, thinking about your past, or your current state where you're not making any money, you're not making enough, or you maybe you're, you maybe you're earning six figures, but you want to go to seven figures, you're stick, stuck at six figures because you're presenting your current situation, not the future. You're letting the past and the present holding you back. And that's the difference. It's all about not exactly the how-tos, like the mentor said, just open your mouth. It's the attitude and the person you are while you're doing the business. If there's any secret in MLM, Daniel just shared with it in the last five minutes, is pure gold. Please go back and listen to that again. Okay, that is really how you become successful. And for those who are struggling, you're basically making the same mistakes Daniel is trying to learn everything. It's the person you become and presenting the future of what the business can be. Can hey, I Daniel? add one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Can I add one last thing? I just want to add one last thing. You're right on 
what you just said. And uh, I was forced because of all my challenges, obstacles, and all my warm market did not want to do the business. Um, I was forced to build my entire business in cold market. And because uh, I remember my mentor on that trip, he said this to me. He said, Daniel, your warm market is your warm up. It's okay. You need to understand that a true professional in any industry will know how to employ the efforts of people that they don't know. And that fired me up and they gave me permission. I went cold market and I built my entire business from people that I don't even know. And I mastered going out and recruiting people everywhere, every single way. I got kicked out of Starbucks, banned by two Starbucks. I got banned from the mall. I, <laughs> but I went everywhere. I talked to everybody. I was on fire, but I didn't let my world market stop me from building a multi-million dollar business. I said, I'm going to do it no matter what. And I will find the people that want to go out and build a business with me, no matter how long it takes me. And it took me 12 years of challenges, obstacles, and setbacks and, and all kinds of things happening to me, like everything happened to me in, in, in this uh, industry in those 12 years. But my, my biggest uh, setback, which was b- having uh, English as a second language, uh, having like no contacts really, uh, having no business background, you know, afraid to talk in front of people, all those things were, were my biggest uh, uh, challenge, my biggest problem. But it became my, my greatest testimony. It became my greatest blessing because your blessing is hidden in the things that you lack. When you develop those things, you become powerful beyond measure. Mm. Really, really good. Hey, some, really, uh, some other quick questions before we wrap up because you've been so sure. good. So good. What is your proudest moment in network marketing? So I think the, the proudest moment in this business is um, actually uh, being able to uh, help my parents build a business is being able to help uh, both my parents uh, position themselves to make their own six figure income in this business. I did the same thing with my brother and to be able to take care of your family because we all came to America for the American dream. We all came here for a better life. And a lot of people come to America for, for, for a better life, but they end up actually settling in America for the life that they had somewhere else or they end up settling for what society has for them. And I said, I didn't come here with my family to be average. Because if I want to be average, I can go back home to Bulgaria and I can be average. At least I'll be with my grandparents and the people that I love. If I'm going to be here, I'm going to sacrifice everything to make sure that my parents can retire early and they never have to worry about working a job for anybody else. And my dad now lives on the beach in Bulgaria for the last five years. He's retired at 50. My brother is... uh, been living there uh, for several years. And uh, even though our company doesn't do business there, they are making money out of all the business that they've already established in all the other countries that we do, we do business. And one of my proudest moments also was uh, last year, I got a chance to send my mom for her birthday uh, to visit 10 countries. And she was able to go to South America. She was able to go to Europe. She went all over and she never had that, even though she made a six-figure income in corporate America, she never had the time and money freedom. And to see my mom smile and to see her enjoying life and to see all the pictures and to see her experience different cultures, the food, and that to me is priceless. And if that's all that network marketing did for me, it was worth every single moment of it. That is super, super inspiring. Hey, some 
real quick questions to pick your brain. These can be one-word answers. Okay, really quick ones. What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? If being who you are can get you what you want, you would already have it. If you want something you've never had, you have to become somebody you've never been. My journey is about becoming. That's all I did for the last you know, 12, 13 years in this business. What's one habit that's helped you become successful? Do you have a routine that's helped, that you were proud of that you can share? One of the habits that, uh, I, that you have to develop in being successful is do something for your business every single day. I don't care if it's getting one more customer, making one more phone call, talking to one more person, but do something every day because if you do it long enough, if in first, it'll be uncomfortable because now you're doing something different. But when you do it long enough, it'll become a habit. And not making a phone call, not getting a customer, or not doing a presentation that day will actually feel bad and uncomfortable for you. So do something every day for your business. Do you have a favorite prospecting tool you use? So say someone's interested, um, like you meet a co-market at Starbucks. Do you sit down with them and use a newspaper or company magazine, or do you send them a link to an online video? What do you like to use? Uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, prospecting tools, and you know, maybe this is, uh, is it, it's just me. You know, I actually send them a link to my uh, to my success story because at the end of the day, people don't buy a company, they don't they don't buy a product, they don't buy a business, they buy you. And so if, if you don't have a success story yet and you're not in a featured video by the company, you don't have to be. Just use somebody else's because people will be more inspired to follow you because of who you are and who you're working with more so than any kind of website or magazine or anything you can give them that they can go and see online. People follow people. They don't follow companies. What's one of your favorite apps on your phone? Or do you have an online resource like, uh, like Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend? Um, you know, uh, one of my, <laughs> it's funny, uh, one of my favorite apps on my phone really um, is, is just is, is, is Facebook. I mean, Facebook is where you go out and you can build your brand. You can go out and brand yourself. You know, Facebook right now, social media, Instagram, all those things are really powerful right now. The 21st century people, the world is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. Become good at branding yourself, not necessarily your company, not necessarily uh, the, the services, but brand yourself because at the end of the day, people message me, contact me all the time asking me, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but either I want to learn more or I want to do it. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Wow, just one. <laughs> well, you can cheat and give two or three. <clears throat> so, uh, one of the books that one of my biggest challenges in the beginning was I lacked confidence. I was confident in other areas of my life, but I didn't have confidence in the business. So, one of the books that I highly recommend is uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World, because that book will give you all the confidence and belief in yourself to go out and make it happen. And I would just recommend any kind of uh, book on leadership by, by John Maxwell. You can't go wrong with John Maxwell because at the end of the day, network marketing is 90% leadership and 10% content in the rest of your business. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you're listening to the show. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook 
at mlmnationbook.com. That is mlmnationbook.com. Now, Daniel, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? I'm ready. I create these short three-minute free training sessions to fire you up and to help you out, get going, because we all need motivation like the way we need oxygen. Hey, go check out my daily pep talks, free for everyone, Monday through Saturday. It's on my Instagram and Facebook Live. Start the day being motivated. This will help you stay consistent and do what you need to do. Check it out, my daily pep talk. I look forward to pumping you up. You're super good at this because it's about co-market. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So it's kind of like you went to another planet and you're an alien, but they spoke English or they spoke Bulgarian. Okay, What's the first thing you would do or the first place you would go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? First thing, your whole entire business is built around the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. So if I was to start uh, all over again, and I knew nobody where I, where I was, I would just go out, I would compliment people, I would become their friend, and I'll be more interested in them than making them interested in me. If you follow those, I promise you, people will be gravitating towards you, and they'll be asking you what you're doing if you go out and take interest in other people and just compliment them and smile. You'll be surprised how many people want to go out and build a business, want to attract people, but they miss the, the, their, most, their most inexpensive accessory. Every day you leave your house, you need to be wearing your smile and you'll be surprised what happens to your business. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? My, my, my biggest advice to you is this. Wh- whatever happened in your life before network marketing, whatever happened in your life since you've joined network marketing and you didn't have the success that you feel that you deserve. Because yes, there's people that make it to the top quick, but that's the exception. That's not the norm. And I would say, you can, my advice to you is, you can rise above your beginnings. You can rise above your beginnings. You can rise above your beginnings because the past doesn't dictate the future. You dictate the future. And the way you can get in contact with me, you can go to uh, my Facebook, uh, Daniel Dimitro. You can look me up uh, from there. You can actually go out on my Instagram. Uh, my username is uh, Matrix, M-A-T-R-I-X underscore Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L. You can find me on there and uh, it'll say uh, in parentheses, Mr. Residual. MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you'll be hanging out with Daniel Dimitrov. So keep up the momentum and go to MLMNation.net and type in Daniel D-A-N-I-E-L at the search bar and all the great wisdom, the knowledge, the training that Daniel just gave us, the nuggets, the links will be right there. And definitely reach out to Daniel. We'll put his Instagram, his Facebook there. What an amazing, amazing leader and inspiring story. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Daniel, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with MLM Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Daniel, and God bless you. I'm humbled. Thank you so much. Hey, MLM Nation, do you ever struggle with consistency or worried about what are you saying the wrong thing? What to say back to your prospects? 
Well, now you don't have to worry. Go check out our BYOB. This is when I'm, you and I, we go together on Zoom and I'll guide you word for word on what to say. And I guarantee you can get at least one interested prospect for your business, service, or products by the end of the session. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. ML Nation, a quick recap and review of an awesome time with Daniel Dimitrov. Make sure you go to mlnation.net. Just type in Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, and the show notes will pop right up. And wow, you know, there's so many good nuggets there. I don't even know where to start. I think one of the things is like, be grateful for what you have. It's just inspiring to hear immigrants who cross the border fence to come in to live in America or any first world country, whether you live in Australia, be grateful for what you have because a lot of third world countries don't have it, right? And, he, you know, he talked about really about possibility blindness. Sometimes we get, we're born and you know, we live in a great place. We don't realize the opportunities we have because we see it every day. We become blind to them. So make sure you don't have that opportunity to blindness. Success is about decisions. I want you to make a note of that. Decisions. And Daniel, I don't know if you picked up on that. He talked about decisions a few times. The decision he made to go to that event, even though his two friends backed out on him, right? The decision he made to, on his 21st birthday, the birthday gift was to get a plane ticket to LA. The decisions he made, the decision he made to attend that international training that built the belief, totally changed his belief. Right. The decision he made that, hey, his English is not that good, but that is what he's going to work on. The biggest problem, he said, the blessing is hidden in obstacles. And the war market is the war up. And how he built his whole co-market, the decision he made to do that. The decision not to let the teacher that's made fun of him affect him. Because his decision said that he's going to tell people, I told you so, for every person that said no to him. His decision to let all that negativity, haters, not as discouragement, but encouragement. Because he knew that would be the day when he'd go back to him and say, I, hey, I told you, I made it. His decision to hang out with top pe- people at the top so that, you know why? Because most people, they're talking about drama. They're talking about what happened in sports. They're talking about what's the weather. They're talking about politics. But no, he's talking about hanging out with people at the top to do different things. Right? His decision always to be a, a basketball court, the worst person on the best basketball court. That's where he could be the best. So it's all about decisions. His decision to take action. The mentor, that's why you got to spend time with top people. His, this guy told him, hey, you do so much. Take action or quit. You know so much. His, you know, he knew it's like personal development education. You, you, know, you, you know so much about network marketing, what's happening, what's going on, the company's pay plans, but you don't know and you don't take action. Right? The decision to have a mentor that's, that is willing to give you the real deal. His decision to approach people. Everything is about decision. And I want to ramp up this, you know, because this is such an awesome episode that why, and the lesson he learned in LA, why, if you're stuck, it's because when you're presenting the opportunity, you're presenting where you are right now. Maybe you're not earning money or you feel you're not earning enough or you feel like in the past what happened to you, you're not presenting that what it can be. People join for where you are going, not where you are today. People join where the, how the vision is going to expand and blow up, not the past or what you haven't made any money. And when you think about the vision of what it can be, you become much more excited. You have the passion. The thing he learned with his mentor is not all the how-tos, but he learned the attitude, the confidence, having a steel backbone, the posture, 
Learn to smile is who his mentor was at all times. It's who you, like Jim Rohn said, don't make the million for the million, but make the million for the person you're becoming. Don't be in network marketing for the money. Be in network marketing for the person you'll become. And one reason I love MLMs is because it, we're born with unlimited potential. And network marketing allows us to unleash that potential. Now look at a guy like Daniel. All he knew was basketball. Nothing. No skills. No, no money. First 15 months, zero dollars. But he learned. The best thing is anyone, any background, English second language, right, from Bulgaria, can be successful. And the turning point was when he decided he had to be that leader. He had to present what this business can be and not where he was at, where he's 15 months and made $0. And so you always got to kind of visualize vision. And I can go on and on, but awesome episode. Please go and thank and connect with Daniel. Daniel and I actually got to talk for a long time after the, before the interview and also after the interview. And it's amazing. And he was asking me for tips and advice sharing from my background. Amazing, amazing learner and never hesitant to ask. He just asked, started asking me things. And again, every successful people likes to share. We start talking, sharing about different things, about not just MLM, but life and business. Um, fantastic leader. Make sure you connect with him. Go to mlnation.net. Dan, type in Daniel, connect with them. And uh, if you like this, please share with downline. I think this is one of the best episodes. Share with your cross line, share with your friends. One of the best episodes ever. You have a Gen Y young person um, who's 18 in college. This is an awesome episode to share. And ML Nation, last thing I ask for you, if you like this, can you believe we're almost one year, right? We got a special episode coming up for you in a couple of days only. Episode 157 will be the second anniversary episode. And then we got these special episodes coming, season two. Make sure you look out for them. And uh, if you have feedback, share them with me. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean and mean a lot for us. So, MLM Nation, thanks for listening. It would have been almost one year already. Thanks for your support. Thanks for being in this awesome profession. Thanks for Daniel Dimitrov for sharing such an amazing story and also the lessons about who you have to become. That is really, really golden. Make sure you listen to that. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare.